The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus healed a man who was paralyzed on the Sabbath. Therefore, the Jewish leaders started persecuting Jesus because he was doing such things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them, My father is still working, and I am still working. For this reason, the Jewish leaders were seeking all the more to kill him, because he was not only breaking the Sabbath, but was also calling God his own father, thereby making himself equal to God. Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing on his own, but only what he sees the father doing. For whatever the father does, the son does likewise. The Father loves the Son and shows him all that he himself is doing, and he will show him greater works than these, so that you will be astonished. Indeed, just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to whoever he wishes. The Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son, so that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Anyone who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Very truly, I tell you, anyone who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come under judgment, but has passed from death to life. Very truly, I tell you, the hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For just as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. And he has given him authority to execute judgment because he is the Son of Man. Do not be astonished at this, for the hour is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and will come out, those who have done good to the resurrection of life, and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. I can do nothing on my own. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just because I seek to do not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. The readings really need to be understood in their context. That first reading is from the prophet Isaiah, and he lived 600 years before the birth of Christ. And he was living at a time when Israel had been decimated. They had been conquered by their enemies, They were in captivity, their temple had been destroyed, and they were without hope. Now, Isaiah, as a prophet, knew they would be released eventually after 70 years of captivity, but the question is, how would they be restored to God? How would they turn their life around so that they wouldn't go back into captivity later? The answer comes from the first reading, which is the second suffering servant song that is in the Old Testament. And that gives us a clue as to how God is going to restore Israel and all people. Now, it's God the Father who is speaking in the first reading. So this is what he says. Thus says the Lord to his servant. Now, who's the servant? Well, it's going to be the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Thus says the Lord, that's God the Father, to his servant, Jesus I have given you as a covenant to the people, saying to the prisoners, come out, to those who are in darkness, show yourself. So Jesus will have this mission of restoring all people to the Father, rescuing us from darkness. 
The Father goes on to say, They shall feed along the way, they shall not hunger or thirst, for he who has pity on them will lead them. And that's Jesus. And then God the Father says, These will come from far away, from north, from the south. In other words, God's not just going to save Israel, but all the people, Gentiles, Jews, everyone, through the suffering servant. Then God the Father says, Sing for joy, O heavens, and exalt, O earth, break forth into singing. Now God the Father is saying to all of creation, the whole cosmos, because of what the suffering servant will do, all creation should break forth in praise. Because when the people turn back to God, that will affect creation itself because of the actions that will be taken by those who now are obedient to the covenant. They will protect creation. They will make it flourish and not bring it into all kinds of evil. Now, Israel at this point is still in captivity. So they hear this from the prophet Isaiah, but they're doubting. And they say, the Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forsaken us. And notice how the father responds to that. Can a woman forget her nursing child or show no compassion for the child of her womb? Even these may forget, yet I will not forget you. Now those are great words of hope. And they apply to us. So even though we may go through some periods of darkness, some periods of despair, and we can do some very evil things, God does not forget us. He wants to restore us and everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord. And we can call upon the name of the Lord on behalf of others. And that's a beautiful thing. So we see how this is lived out in living color in the gospel because we actually see what Jesus is doing. Now this is 600 years later. Jesus is born. He begins his ministry. And what does he do? He heals a man who was paralyzed on the Sabbath. He's deliberately picking a fight with the scribes and Pharisees because those scribes and Pharisees are doubting that Jesus is even the Messiah. And Jesus is saying, I can heal on the Sabbath because I am Lord of the Sabbath. And my Father is working and I am still working because the Father and I are one. Jesus is God. Jesus says to them, very truly, I tell you, the Son can do nothing on his own, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, the Son does likewise. Now here Jesus is speaking in his human nature. He is subordinate to the Father in his humanity, and that's why he's obedient. So everything the Father wants Jesus to do, he does. And that's going to include redeeming the whole creation. Jesus says, indeed, just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to whoever he wishes. So there's Jesus saying, I will redeem the whole world. And we know how that's done because of Good Friday, which is coming up in a week and a half. Very truly, I tell you, anyone who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. And Jesus uses the present tense, has now eternal life and does not come under judgment, but has passed from death to life. These are great words. These are words we need to take into our heart 
especially when we come into times of real despair and darkness, which is bound to happen because we live in a fallen world. And people do things that are very evil and wrong. And yet here is God saying, I will redeem. I will bring them back to life. Even if they said that they are without hope, Jesus will give them life. And it's because of our prayers, your prayers, your prayers, my prayers. So this is a great set of readings. Let us rejoice that God has included us in his plan. Be obedient to the commandments, live out the gospel, encourage those who are down, never pick on the lowly, try to feed the hungry, pray for those who have died, that they may be restored to eternal life. And when we do that, then indeed, we are living out the gospel. And that's our calling.